Hello, and welcome to another episode of Active Quest. Th- th- this time, we're here to talk about Crash Bandicoot 4. It's about time. Ooga which is booga. what the game's about. about. Time. Yes. It's about time. Crash Bandicoot sound effects. Play now in everyone's head. Booga booga. <laughs> Joseph and Chris are both joining me, and they will be talking about Crash Bandicoot with me. We received a review code, and also Joseph bought me a copy. He keeps saying, I don't <laughs> I keep I saying that, but I think it's cool, so I keep telling him. <laughs> you don't have to tell people. No, it was cool. It was a fun that. surprise. It was like Basically, I went from I'm buying Crash to I'm not buying Crash. It was super surprising. Well, I forgot that we usually get codes for PS4, and ideally we would all be playing it on the same system so we can all share the one code we get. Right. But in this case, your PS4 is broken, and I forgot about that, and it has been broken for quite some time, and we keep getting PS4 codes. And you keep having to buy your own games, and so blah, blah, blah. So, well, to be fair, Chris is going to like this. I think it's probably easier to get review codes for PS4 because there are more PS4s out there. That may be. Like, that may be. They're probably like, Xbox code? What, you have an Xbox? Plus, he has the best deal <laughs> oh, in gaming, Xbox Game Pass. Xbox yeah. Game Pass. Uh, so uh, this was a, a fun surprise for me. I think you guys are probably surprised, too. I wasn't expecting this to ever happen, so... Uh, when mm-hmm. they announced this during the little PlayStation showcase, I was like, oh my god, this is so great. Because uh, I thought yeah. Insane Trilogy was probably going to be it, and then Crash Team Racing was a fun surprise. But I thought that, even then, I thought, like, well, that's probably it, because that one is like a multiplayer one, and, you know, not as much work, maybe, right. So as an original game. I, f- I figured we'd get a new Crash. I didn't expect it to be a direct sequel to, to mm. Warped. Yeah. That, that, to me, was very ballsy. Smart. To, to ju- yeah, and smart, too. I figured it was going to be something in the vein of, like, a reboot or something like that. Right. But for this to... I, I thought it was really ballsy and smart for them to come out and say, nope, this is 4, and just forget about those ones on the PS2 and Xbox. We don't really and they actually did this. a great joke with that. <laughs> that, was, that was really oh, did they? Well I didn't see that. Uh, yeah. The trailer. Oh, you probably funny. saw it. Yeah, it was like, it uh, was like yeah, you, you've had three adventures, right? The, the, yeah, they... <laughs> That's not right, is it? Yeah, three. Like, We've had yeah, three. How many times have you beaten this guy anyway? And then Coco's like three, and he's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, three. Okay." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so good, good way to handle it. And then they had some references to uh, the other games too, which I thought was fun because it's like maybe those exist in a different universe. We'll figure that out later. Potential. One of the trophies you know was Twin Sanity. I actually liked Twin Sanity. That was the only yeah. non-Naughty Dog one that I thought was good. Besides Crash Bash, that was a fun game. Um, so, yeah. why don't we, like, yeah, why don't, why don't we introduce the game a little bit and, yeah, touch on some of its features, some of the things it does differently, how it compares to the original, that sort of thing. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, that sounds good. So, um, for anyone who hasn't played Crash Bandicoot for some crazy reason, uh, you're going through a level, and you're doing platforming, and you're attacking enemies, and then you're combining your different attacks, whether it be jump, slide, double jump, that sort of thing, to maneuver around the environment. Uh, their environments are set up in a way where you can do um, almost like a sliding difficulty. It's like you can try to get more boxes if you want, um, or you can just get to the end of the level. Uh, in the older games, it would, there would be a crystal in the level two. And that was kind of like what you had to get. This time they just have gems. And um, basically the, the, the more stuff you do in the level, the more gems you would, you'll typically get. And then those are used for unlock, <clears throat> unlocking like cosmetics. Little uh, yeah. 
cool costumes, which uh, aren't you can't buy them with real money. So that's that's cool. I, I was happy to see that come back because I don't think we've had that in a while where like a game the costumes just are had, so funny. Yeah, they are. I really, uh-huh. really like uh, I, I think them. There, there's like the chicken one and then there's one where you're what's it? It's like it's called 360 no scope. Mm-hmm. You, you have your little your little gamer outfit with the headset and yeah. the shirt and everything. I like that. one. I also like the um, oh, they had like a classic skin. After you got far right. enough in the game, yeah, and it that's basically cool. looks like you looked in the PS1, which is pretty neat. But it's slightly right. remastered in a way, which looks really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I do want to go back a bit. Like, I, I think it was super smart for them to make Insane Trilogy before <laughs> making a sequel, just so we can get used to the mechanics of the platforming, because Crash mm-hmm. Bandicoot is very particular. Um, it is. It's very precise. And it's different because, like, raveling, but there are side to side sections, but there's some vertical sections as well. So you have to like expect like the incoming drop. You know what I mean? Like from mm-hmm. from space to space. Sometimes it's hard to really distinguish that. And I think something that they added to Crash Four that was really helpful was the yellow dots, like before yeah, right. you land. I I think that was a really bold pick and i think it worked super well um and it's but, optional so if anyone's like yeah. i don't need that then fuck you don't use it but i think it's no, great uh, and that's that's, that's, that's great. the beautiful thing about this like yeah. you can play this in the retro mode you can play this in the modern mode you can play it however you'd like and that's perfect that's great yeah. you know so it appeals to both and, newcomers and old comers and what's really cool about the retro like switching retro mode on and off which basically the retro mode keeps the traditional and I think archaic lives system where if you run out of lives, you have to restart the level uh, versus what modern mode, I think is what it's yeah. called, yeah. Uh, where they just get rid of the lives altogether. What's cool about that is that you still have an incentive to, ki- to collect the uh, Wampa fruit. Is that what it's called? Wampa? Yeah. Yep. Wampa. Yep. Wampa fruit. Um, it, traditionally, the Wampa fruit, if you get 100 of them, you get a new, an extra life or an extra life. But in this game, you can do that if you're playing on retro or. Uh, if you're playing on modern, it there's like a, a basically like a, a bar you have to fill up, and if you collect enough Wumper fruit, you get a gem for the level, and that unlocks extra stuff. And it's just it's really smart how they still reward you for for collecting the fruit. I would say this though, the traditional way, I didn't feel that incentive while I'm playing through the game because I I felt like that Wumper fruit should have gone towards the costumes, the collectibles, rather than having to do everything in the level to unlock those costumes. Um, so oh, I feel I like... Oh, I remember you mentioned yeah. that before. It's, yeah, you should talk about that, because I think that I, I could... I it was a little frustrating. Yeah, it was a little frustrating for me, because I, I want to unlock new costumes. I want to keep unlocking new stuff to keep playing, replaying the levels. Uh, yeah. But to me, like so, the difficulty is just way too high for the common person to, to unlock those things. Um, yeah, that's true. I... He it's mentioned tough. at one point that he thought it would have been neat where you earn gems from like playing the game, and then you could just yeah. use those to buy costumes. Yeah, oh, instead that's of so having cool. to complete that's a level hundred percent, yeah. you know, maybe you completed ten levels really well, and you're like, I want that costume. Exactly, it's, because oh, man, I feel like I've be done really, really well, and then I miss like one block box or something, yeah. and that just really annoys me, you know. So, um, yeah. Yeah. it would have been nice just to get have that option of being able to buy the costumes. Uh, it does kind of it is kind of a cool bragging right though i could see uh, people streaming though and being like oh you have that costume like yeah 
I spent five hours on Cortex Castle to get this, you know? (laughs) So, but yeah, Um, I definitely get that criticism too, though. What's cool about this game too is that there are a lot of different playable characters. um, And I think for the most part, they feel unique enough to to warrant playing Mm -hmm. as them. I I really like, um, what's her name? Uh, Tana. Tana? Yeah. Um, Yeah, she's got the, the grappling hook, which grappling hooks are so fun in video games typically. Uh, and yeah, I really, I like her and she's a fucking badass. She kind of reminds me of what's the, the, uh, in, in space jam, the, the bunny, the, Lola Lola the bunny. I like how you said the yeah. hot one. Oh boy. Well, whatever. Oh, that's, no, that's not okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they think, they think she's hot. They, um, not me. I, yeah, she kind of reminds me of her. Yeah. I, I, one thing I liked about the characters, uh, first of all, yeah, like you said, they felt like, oh, this character should exist. Like this feels like a different enough character, but also they had concessions too. So it was like, and she's obviously the coolest character in the game, but she can't like slide, you know? So like, right. So there were, there were certain concessions made like uh dingo dial. Uh, his like vacuum thing was really cool. It was awesome, but, like yeah. his, and he had like kind of like a Yoshi jump almost, but like he couldn't jump very yeah. high. So it's like he, you, with his like extended jump, it's almost like you got more um, horizontal movement and not, that much more vertical movement so like right i think they were just balanced really well uh, i didn't like playing as cortex a lot but i don't think it's because the character wasn't made well i just the the way the levels were designed for cortex that's not usually what i'm looking for in a crash game um mm-hmm. they felt a little bit more puzzly which is fine i think i think it was a, a good um departure um it's just he was probably like one of my least favorite characters to play as I really liked playing as Tana though the most. She was super fun to play, yeah. and I also awesome. like that they brought her back. They so just for some quick quick context, um, she was in the first game. She was Crash's girlfriend. Um, they created her to compete, or not, I guess not compete. Have someone like Candy Kong, because Crash was heavily inspired <laughs> by Donkey Kong. And I Sonic. didn't know that. Yeah, and basically that. executives at Universal, because that was when Crash was uh, owned by Universal and, and whatnot. Like one of the executives was like uncomfortable with her, and they were like, "No, let's let's get rid of her." So she wasn't in the second game, and she was just gone. But they reworked her really well. Like she doesn't feel like mm-hmm. the princess in distress. Like if anything, she feels like she's, you know, more capable than Crash. So. Oh yeah, she oh, is. absolutely, yeah. she is, and yeah. that's what's fucking cool about her. And I think those days of the princess in distress are, are starting to be done, mm-hmm. or at least. For the most part, yeah, I think Mario's always gonna probably do that. I want to see a badass Peach, uh, unless she had her own, yeah, game. Yes. But I'd DS love to game? see yeah. like a rework of Peach, like Torna in this game. And it's it's yeah. okay to be saving a character. It's just it was always the female character, and right. the female character in, in those games and in those situations, they didn't have her designed to be a capable character on their own. So like, if you were saving right. Tawn in this game, you at least know. Okay, like if you were, you at least know that she ended up in there because of something happening and not just because, oh no, she got captured again kind of thing, and you know. Here's the thing, if you don't like that character, you know, um, you don't always have to play as them. You know, there's they're like side levels mm-hmm. that coexist <laughs> with the main right. levels. So it's kind of interesting because there's something that ha- happens in the main level is like, what the hell just happened? Who just helped me? And then you just right. realize that it's someone else uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. that helped them and then you play as them, right? So I'm it, glad it's, you mentioned it's, yeah. the, it's a good twist. the optional thing, too, because I think that they bounce that well along with the masks. The masks give you uh, different powers, and I, I kept talking about this to Becca while I was playing it. 
I love that they didn't make you have to use the mask the entire level because then it, yeah. it didn't box them into, okay, this whole level has got to be wrapped on this one mechanic. Yeah. It made it so they could go, okay, when do we want to use these masks and in what parts? So there might be a, a 30 second section that features a, a mask that uh, extends Crash's spin or uh, makes it so he can phase certain objects in and out or um, I'm trying to remember what the other one was. Oh, one, the other one froze time temporarily. I think those yeah, were the three, yeah. right? And, and, and they didn't I have to do the whole level like that. It was just like that section. Right. And, and, and the way those masks are implemented, I feel like um, really mix up the gameplay. But like you said, just in short bursts. And I think that's enough. Like the phasing in and out, the, the phasing objects in and out, that's a simple idea that like pretty much exponentially changes the gameplay mm-hmm. for in a short period. Like there are sections, especially towards the end of the game, where, where you have to you have to balance phasing items in and out against jumping mm-hmm. against enemies who are appearing and disappearing and against boxes and stuff that and some of them are TNT boxes or whatever. So like there's all these things you have to balance and it, and it does get difficult, but I think since it's just for a short period of time, it, uh, it doesn't overstay its welcome. And yeah. I think that's a really, I think that's a fun inclusion. And, and it allowed them I to be creative. They got to forward. use it when they wanted to. Right. Instead of, okay, this whole yeah. world's got to be this power or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. and the other one was anti-grav. That was, I forgot yeah. that one. Which um, was yeah. really cool too. But a, a sign of a good platformer is when the player is being trained on how to use it and like it expansion, exponentially grows from there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we steadily grow how to use these powers. <clears throat> like, so it's, it, it's pretty great how it's designed. Um, right. And it's a really good sign of like great level design. I was reminded yeah. of Rayman uh, a lot, Rayman Legends, because there were a lot of sections that were like super fucking hard, but like I did it and I didn't, it doesn't matter <laughs> that I died 30 times. I had that I, in Rayman too, where I might die 20, 30 times, but like I learned a little bit more each time. And then when I got it, I yeah. got, I got the aha moment. I didn't have to go, oh, I've almost got it. Oh, I have to go back to the beginning of this world now because I ran out of lives. Right. And that's, know? that's something that I really, really like that they did. It's. You mentioned this, I think, on the regular show, where you said they can actually make it harder because the checkpoint system is so good Mm -hmm. uh, that, you know, yeah, it's tougher, but you restart right at the beginning. And I think that's a a good way to increase the challenge while still making it fun. Right, because they don't have to factor in, oh, they're going to be tired because they have to do all this stuff in a row. (laughs) Tired? (laughs) They're going to be tired. They're mentally tired, yeah. Um, I will say this, though. The last few levels, I think, are a little ridiculous. Just a little bit. Um, yeah, I died I over a yeah, hundred times the in the Cortex last Castle. One. Cortex yeah. Castle. Oh, really? where I was like, this difficulty yeah. spike is high. Yeah. What? Well, I can't remember what mine was. Maybe fifty, fifty-five, right. something like. That's I don't know. I know I've played a lot of platformers, and I died over a hundred times. So I don't yeah. know what the regular kind of average person playing Crash or is trying to revisit Crash after twenty years is gonna feel about it. You know. Well, I saw so, an article where uh, someone was saying they died like 300 times during that level, and I was like, okay, right. I feel a little bit better about myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, think, I think that's a good point to bring up, but, but that level, and maybe a couple before that aside, generally, I think the difficulty is yeah, pretty I agree. fine. Um, it, it, but Josh, you brought this up too. If you're a little kid or something, I don't know how you can do it. Although I will say when I was a kid, I was really good at video games and I tried playing games 
<laughs> like that I used to play as a kid and I couldn't do them anymore. So we had I more think time. Worse. We were more patient. Maybe that's what it is. I think. I think yeah. yeah. Kids are smart. Like I can't figure out Minecraft, but they can. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then um, so I, I thought I'd throw this out there too. It's almost like the game's got two endings, and I won't spoil specifics or whatever. But like, there's a there's the boss battle with uh I'll I'll mention the boss battle you know name uh embryo. And I yeah. forgot. I think it's just no embryo male and embryo female. Yeah, I thought they had different names, but they don't. Um, that boss hmm. battle felt like it could be the ending if you were good with it, and then the other right. ending felt like. Like that almost felt like for me for me that the 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 final final boss almost felt like the inverted castle in Castlevania, were like yeah, and I I think and I mentioned that because I think the difficulty spike is especially high after embryo, you know what I yeah. mean? So um I don't know I, I I was thinking of that when that happened. Um I also want to mention Chris you brought this up in our main episode the adaptive checkpoints. Yeah, I thought those were really brilliant. Um, if you get stuck enough in a certain spot, the game will pop a checkpoint in in a box that you previously broke. And it's, for the most part, it was typically right before where I was getting stuck. So it was really great. Yeah. So um, we've talked about a lot of the gameplay elements, and, and we'll touch on more gameplay a little bit more throughout the episode. But I want to talk about the visuals, mm-hmm. too. Because um, I think this game is really gorgeous. It yeah, is. Um, I agree. Especially, especially during the, um, I don't know what you call them, the like grinding sections. You know what I'm oh, talking about? Yeah. When you're like grinding. Yeah. I, is that what that's called? Yeah. Rail, railing? So. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. where, where basically it zooms out a little bit more and you get to see sort of more of the level. Uh, and I think the way these levels are designed are, are just awesome. Like visually, uh, at least. Um, the color palette is very vibrant and, and the, the creature designs are funny and weird. Like, I don't know. That's like one of the standout things to me in this, mm-hmm. and uh, I just love the like anthropomorphic, weird creatures that just look like creepy but funny at the same time. Yeah, I think visually it's awesome. Well, that was what do you guys smart. think? Of- yeah, that was smart too. Because um, without getting too far into like the original games, just just to briefly mention, the games were meant to be a they, uh, Naughty Dog called it Sonic's ass, and it was because it was meant to be <laughs> Sonic, but from behind him. So they right. were meant to be two D games in a three D space. Um, yeah. kind of thing, and uh, I would honestly, I would encourage. I'll probably link it in the show notes. There's a really good video where Andy Gavin talks about the like how they made the original games. It's it's brilliant. But basically, it was uh managing the PlayStation's memory with polygon count constantly. Only so many polygons yeah. could be visible at once, and that's why the levels were kind of kind of cons- kind of cons- uh, narrow, kind of restricted on the sides. And so it didn't make sense to keep that when that wasn't a problem. But yeah. right. no one really put thought into that on the PS2 and and PS3 era Crash Bandicoot stuff. So it was just like, no, Crash games are like this. Other than like a few examples like Twin Sanity. So for them to kind of retain the same kind of level flow and level design and game design while also kind of opening up the sides, I thought was really smart. Yeah. And like they could, so why not? Um, and I also love that it still looks like Crash to me. It does. This right. is the first time I felt that the Crash Bandicoot uh, character and level design felt like Crash without feeling like something completely different. And I think their main inspiration, like Looney Tunes, is just brilliant because, mm-hmm. like, yes. it, like it has that character, it has that personality. It's willing to uh, take a few risks, like uh, Coco or Crash being impaled by spikes and stuff. Like you know, like <laughs> it's it's right. funny, but you know, uh, you know, it's witty. And I, I love Which, it yeah. because of that. Just a further shout out to how great Toys for Bob did. 
that was the original kind of idea for Crash back in the day too, was yeah. having Looney Tunes style and inspired kind of animation and stuff. So it's like it's like they went back and just read all of like I I just I'm I I want more mm-hmm. I want more sequels like this. Yeah, where and you can't. Yeah. someone's disrespectful of you know the game's DNA. And you can't help but smile when you see Crash dancing. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They even brought um, so back his of... cool commercials too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of dancing and the music, what about the what about the sound design? Man, I am like so into the the music of this game. What about you guys? I thought it was really good. It was it was definitely different. The original games felt like they were more um, along the lines of Mario, where it was more mm-hmm. like kind of more limited and like um, more more restrained melodies, which was good. But right. this this game did a really good job of having kind of a lot of stuff happening in the background along with the kind of motifs and melodies flowing throughout. So I thought I, I liked what they did. Yeah, and the one thing I really liked that they did too is the the music sounded like it was appropriate for that level's yeah. theme whatever mm-hmm. it was but it still always had that like root of whatever crash feels like i don't know how to describe that but it's sort of like zany a little almost like tropical ish mm-hmm. in a way but also spun in a way no pun intended um <laughs> that that makes sense for that level yeah so like the pirate the pirate theme level will feel like crash theme plus pirate theme yeah. whatever that might be or or whatever the case might be so i think they did a really good job of that and i just love it i guess it's like a xylophone maybe i don't know what the instrument is mar- but it's mar- fucking mar- cool marimba 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 yeah i think yeah. that's what it is something like that i don't know chris you're a music guy what do you think <laughs> i yeah i thought it worked perfectly okay with the with the game and the, i have no complaints uh, you know, there's no sweeping scores or anything like that, but that's that's yeah, I don't, not I crash. I don't want that. I don't exactly. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> um, it's not like we don't want like the Spyro PS2 sequels that had Elijah Wood in them. You know, so uh, <laughs> it matched that like 2D, or, well, and uh, not 2D, like that classic 3D platformer kind of like feel. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah, whoever composed it nailed it. Um, I also right. want to give a shout out, shout out to the New Orleans level because like oh it felt God. like oh so man cool. yeah it, it felt like everything just came together like the music the platforming the theming mm-hmm. seeing like I died on purpose the Spyro balloon times, in the background yeah like it's <laughs> yeah. it's amazing and uh, I I feel like uh, it referenced the Bandsland from Rayman the original. Because it had yeah. like that, those blocks, those weird looking blocks had like the queef from Rayman. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things with that level. And, uh, yeah, and Spyro really was the level. That. Which I enjoyed that one. Yes. The, it, it, for That's anyone at Activision listening, we want Spyro 4. Oh, I can't fucking wait, dude. I'm sure you know it's going to happen. But it's going to yeah. look you know so it's good. Happen. It's going to look so good with the new art style and stuff like that. Oh. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so, um, Dialing it back into like the gameplay, Josh, did you have any feelings on like how the game felt? Like, did it still feel like Crash to you? It felt better. Or did it feel? Oh, it felt better. Yeah. Okay, talk for to me, us about it felt that. like Crash, but it felt tighter. Um, he, I love the original games, but he kind of controlled like he had a full diaper sometimes. <laughs> he was just super like heavy, you know, like. I'm good with the original yeah. games. Like, I'm really good at them. Um, but, like, 
whenever anybody complained about how the original games felt, I didn't argue. I'm like, I get it. You know, like it. Yeah. It's like if someone tells you Dark so, Souls is too hard, you're like, yeah, sure. Like you're not gonna yeah, argue sure. with them. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I for think, me, the, this this felt tighter. I think something that helped it was the double jump. To me. And start I, I, and starting you off with the double jump too, instead yeah. of making you unlock it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it really helped with the platforming section. So like, if you slightly <laughs> mess up a jump, then you have like a second kind of chance in a way. There's so like I a, did, did yeah. enjoy that. It's like the difficulty gets more narrow as you move in with the double jump because. The first like third of the game, you can kind of use double jump to over to kind of compensate for your shortcomings here and there. Yeah. But then there comes mm-hmm. to be a time where you're like, no, you need to get this jump just right. Yeah. With double jump, and I thought that with was double smart. jump, yeah, yeah, because yeah, then you're used to how it works and you know how it feels. That's smart. I hadn't noticed that. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, for me, in terms of the feeling, I think it's almost perfect. Um, maybe this isn't even a criticism so much of the way it controls, but of the perspective. The perspective has always bothered me with the, with this game and or with these games. Um, I don't know how you fix it. The, the little circle on the bottom that you mentioned earlier, Chris, helps. But and I mentioned this on the main episode, but I, I want to repeat it on on the review episode here. Is that there were times where it was hard to gauge where I was jumping when it was like a a, a vertical section, or I'm sorry, not a vertical. Uh, what what did you say? Like uh. Sonic's ass or whatever. Yeah. When you're moving away. <laughs> that was Naughty Dog moving, too. I'm not just saying. Yeah. That. <laughs> when you're moving away from the camera, yeah. right? That perspective. It's really tough to to tell where an object is just because of that perspective. And mm-hmm. I think they did the best they could with that. I don't know how else you would fix that. Maybe with better like better shadows, something yeah. like that. I don't. I don't. For I really me, don't know how I know this sounds like a weird comparison, but for me, that issue with Crash is kind of like the exhaust port with the Death Star. Like, there's no way around <laughs> that. It's just too tied to, to, to the yeah, Death Star. I, it, like, you can't really fix that without changing it. You know what I mean? I don't. The closest yeah, I can I, think of is having a camera that can zoom in closer. Uh, maybe. This, like, this if my... you could zoom in in certain areas, or even if it's if it's not you doing it, maybe it gets closer. I, I don't know. This might be a noob yeah. talking, but I also feel like the enemy placement was a bit weird at times. Like, for mm-hmm. example, like the enemy was taking up the whole platform, and there's like one tiny area you could just jump on his head. And I'm like, yeah, mm, I don't like that. But yeah, so like, and sometimes I had to I guess... like, uh, because like you're given extra masks and stuff through Aku Aku. Right. Um, I yeah. kind of fudged it. I'm like, okay, I'll just, I'll just. Uh, mm-hmm. I do that too. Like, I got two masks. Into Fuck it. It. I'm just gonna. And I, I, that, that, that was the part of it. I was like, oh, I'm not sure about that. But you know. Yeah. And and I, I guess those aren't really necessarily criticisms of the controls or the feel right. of it. Maybe maybe it is a little bit. I don't know. It, it's I. I don't. Well, know I see what you're saying. You're could... saying that was an issue that you had, but you're not necessarily saying that that's the game's fault. But that's something that you experienced. Yeah, I don't it's just, know. That's what it's the tough. game does. You know? it, I've seen I've seen video games handle things in such creative ways that I don't know if I buy that. There's no way around that. I think there probably is a way they could they could have fixed the perspective issue. Um, or maybe we'll see that in the next game. That's I what know. I was gonna but say. I, I'd like to see them kind of try to fine tune things a little bit more in Crash Five. I think that they went as right. far as they could have and should have for the first kind of. Because they can use, they can get feedback now and kind of see, okay, what should we tweak now? Yeah. 
but exactly. I would like to see that too. I, I agree. Sorry, think, what did you say, Chris? Yeah, I think they did a much better job of the rides. Um, like for example, you can like ride a polar bear or um, ride like a jet ski, and I think it felt way better than it used to in the classic games. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I like the space puppy a lot. <laughs> yes, yeah. So I think, I mean, comparatively speaking, it's all, it's pretty much night and day with how good this game feels. Com- you know, when looking at the at the older games, it almost every in almost every regard, I think it's improved at least slightly, if not a lot better. Yeah. So I I really want to give um, Toys for Bob a shout out on that. Now, one thing that I keep hearing people talk about is the idea of like value and price and all of that and that's a discussion that's obviously way bigger than a you know 20 30 minute review episode but i think we should talk about do we think this game is worth a 60 dollar price and that i don't know i don't know if you guys have made up your mind on this but josh do you want to do you have any thoughts on the i think for fans of the genre absolutely um, I think for, you know, fans of, of Crash or just platformers, yes. But I think it's the same question. I think it's the same question for, like, Mario. Do you think Mario is worth $60? Um, I know yeah. that Mario has a little bit more, you know, weight because he's Mario. But I'm just saying I think it's the same kind of thing. Do you think, <laughs> do you think a Mario game is worth $60? I think it's the same kind of question here. Yeah. Do you think a platformer is worth $60? I think this is worth $60 just as much as any other competently made or well-made platformer. But that's yeah. d- depending on how much you want a platformer, you know. I think the value right. is definitely there uh, because there's all the unlockables you can get. Um, you know, there's all the gems you can find. Uh, there's the extra side levels, like we did even talk about like, the '90s flashback levels. Um, I love those so much. Yeah, those are really cool. Um, uh, so yeah, it challenges you to do different stuff, and I, I think they've said that implementing new features um as the year goes on um that's cool yeah so yeah, I, I might be wrong there but uh, i just want to mention that they're probably int- implementing well there's like stuff. there's like some neat ways to do stuff too like there's like one mode where you can like color the level like mm-hmm. it's like black and white yeah. and you can spin and yeah. throw paint on it so i yeah I, I agree chris i think that if this is your thing it is which right. if this is your thing you're you're if this is if this isn't your thing you're not going to buy it anyway probably and I'm you know, I'm gonna right. say this as well. Like the campaign probably takes about eight to ten hours to finish, and then once you've done that, you can do the reverse versions of the levels. So that's probably about twenty hours of gameplay right there. You yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it, so I think itself, that's I think plus, that's honestly worth it. Plus, if you want to get all the gems and everything, that's the thing. Like, if you want a hundred percent this game, it's gonna take you a while. Hundred and six percent or something crazy like that. Hundred and six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> if you take that into consideration, I mean, you could probably spend thirty-five hours in this game. I spent an hour definitely... on Cortex Castle alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, 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 and... so, like, y- y- when it comes to replay value, I-, I think it's there. And there's also like a. a uh, local co-op mode you can do or it might be versus yeah yeah there's some sort of yeah it's like a versus mode that's what it is yeah so it's there's like that. bandicoot battle it's like it looks like it's like the sonic uh, uh yeah co-op like back in the day right um, that's the only so thing i have that you can do there either the flashback levels like we mentioned um there's trying to get all the the skins and, and time all that. trials and too with t- trying the time to beat the trials. and there's leaderboards for those yeah so yep. yeah 
exactly. So, so really, like, you get what you put into this game. If you want to just blast through it from start to finish quickly, then, yeah, you're, then maybe not. Maybe you don't spend $60 on it. Wait for it to go on sale. But also, but like, what are you, you wanna... doing? Like, why'd you buy this game? Well, no, I think, you, I think there's a place for that. If you oh, just there, there is, but it. I mean, but, like, but, yeah. But, but, don't, but then maybe don't spend $60. I don't yeah, know. and, I, and I you would, can't scoff I, I at the game and it's not you... enough there if you I... skip stuff but i meant yeah but i would prefer if you bought it so we can get spyro 4 <laughs> yeah, yeah definitely buy it i want spyro, i want spyro 4 and crash yeah. 5 that'd be great right. and spyro 6 so so the the main point though is that there's a lot to do in this game it's not just get from point a to to, to point b and that's yeah it. and in case anybody's wondering there's more levels in this than the other games even if you don't count the optional levels there's 38 main levels and there were like 25 usually in the older games yeah and those were so, probably like $80 with inflation now. I mean, who the fuck knows? Games were so much more expensive back then than, than now. So I, I think it's so, definitely worth it, yeah. So that's funny. You say 38 levels. So what's the math on that? That's $1.50 per level. I feel like that's pretty good. <laughs> and then, and then you have that's reasonable. Yeah, then you have three first versions too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's, so that's even more. Uh, that's uh, whatever, 75. Eight, what, 80 cents, something like that. 80 cents per level. You want to pay 80 cents per I'd pay 80 cents yeah, per I'd, level. If yeah, they wanted fair. to sell me more levels for 80 cents a piece, I would buy some more, too. <laughs> <laughs> um. when, when you put it that way, it's a little weird, but you get, you get our point. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's definitely worth the money. I, and I, I think that, and in case anybody, I don't know, I think my quick, my kind of my quick thoughts on this game, I think I, I, this is something Tim Gettys and kind of funny said, but I, I completely agree with it. I think this is like Son the Sonic Mania for Crash. You know, this is... Yeah. This is very much that level of quality and that level of uh, I don't want I don't want to say fan service. So I'm going to say competent fan service. It, it's not just like lazy fan service. It's like actually taking into account the history of the series and seeing what people want and not just like referencing something. You know? Yeah, it's so. well animated as well. It's a AAA product. Um, yeah, I love how the map like continually evolves as you're moving on. Like there's little subtleties like that. Like. Mm -hmm. That are really cool I, and shows I that they, that Toys for Bob really cares about this property. Yeah. Well, it, not just Toys for Bob, but Activision. I think yeah. Activision gets a lot of they get a lot of shit, and sometimes rightfully so. But they they really nailed this. And yeah. and yes, yeah. Toys for Bob made it, but Activision gave them the money for it, and they approved yeah. or did. Mm -hmm. And this is in the same so, year that we got Tony Hawk too. So like they're they're on a roll, which is fucking awesome. I, I think yeah. um, I, I never thought I'd say this. Nintendo should learn from Activision. <laughs> they really should they really should especially yeah. when it comes to their their platformers which i don't know a lot of people really like nintendo platformers i'm not like crazy about them well and like the value good. being offered if you compare the mario 3d all-stars to insane trilogy i mean that was 40 dollars yeah. for yeah. three games Get yeah exactly and they yeah. were remakes so, too yeah to, to sum up my thoughts with this after i loved crash as a kid i mastered those games especially uh warped um, and when they announced the Insane Trilogy, I was over the moon excited. When I got the Insane Trilogy and played it, I was disappointed, not because I thought they did a bad job, but just because I, I didn't think those games held up, like the foundation of those games held up anymore. But with Crash 4, I think they took the, the you know, what made those games so special and modernized it in a way that does feel like it deserves a spot mm -hmm. you know yeah. against against your last of us's and all the you know your other current games so like yeah i i was really surprised by this and 
in more ways than one. Um, and this is definitely one of my favorite games of the year, for yeah. sure. And I, I, I love it, because now people are finally realizing that classic games have a place in modern gaming. And that's, that's wonderful yeah. to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's just odd, because a lot of those older games, the foundation of what those games are, are just archaic by nature. Yeah. Like their level designs or whatever. And those are all restrictions of the hardware at the time or a lot of the problems. And so the idea is to take those themes and take those characters and take those mechanics and make them modern so that they play well today. And I think Crash 4 nails that. I can't think of anything I would change about this either. Other than I, I, I agree with your thing on like, I'd like to see them kind of refine, um, how i navigate depth in a level in a future title but right. like that's something i don't have figured out other than that right. i can't think of anything that they did that i would change like everything here was great i i really enjoyed it i was just constantly like wow this is so cool i can't believe i'm playing a, a not only a new good crash game but it's a direct sequel to three like this is just i great. think honestly my own my only criticism would be the difficulty curve at the end yeah and then some of the placement think- of the enemies were a bit awkward uh but other than that yeah i was did you guys have this happen i had it happen where it kept giving me aku aku mask because i was doing really bad in some spots (laughs) and i I got to a point where i had three and so like if i touch anything it just you know breaks and i get the wampa fruit but it was in an area that required precise platforming so i would just oh yeah you know hit them and die and I was like, yeah. no, 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 not that much help. <laughs> too much help. Um, <laughs> too much. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So maybe, huh? Yeah. I don't There's usually, a as, we don't really usually do scores, but like for me, this, for me, this was like a five out of five. I know it's not perfect, but like for what I wanted and what I got, uh, you know, yeah, this is, yeah, this, we never, I, I, I try to stay away from scoring. Yeah, games, I do but too. Yeah. I, I, I think it's great. One of my favorite games of the year and I'm so happy it exists and surprised that it came yeah. together this well. I and I cannot gonna... stress this enough. I really want Spyro 4. Like, yeah. please give me Spyro yeah. 4. Please, please give us it. Um, so, Josh, Josh, what do you think? You, you think that about wraps us up? Or do you have anything yeah, else, I think, Chris? I think we're probably uh, good. Um, I'm hoping this uh, sells uh, well, and I'm hoping that we see a lot, of, lot more sales. I think it's probably selling okay, but I'm saying... I hope we see a bunch more sales around the holidays, you know, during sales. I think more people will be willing to take the plunge if it, you know, goes like 10 or 20% off. And I mm-hmm. very much want to see that, not only because of Crash and Spyro, but like I want more games from this era that are kind of strapped to be, you know, brought to now. You know, I want, yeah. I want, um, I want Sony to somehow make Jersey Devil good. You know, <laughs> I want Croc. <laughs> I, want, I want all these oh, other games to come I back. I want that Rayman kind of Devil. Please. Rayman 4. Yeah, Rayman. Yeah. 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 So I, I think we're in a really cool spot where we're like getting games we never thought we'd get again. And I love that instead of just shooting for realism and big, we're also like, what else can we do? And I, I, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I guess it's time to say goodbye. I'm going to go eat some chili Wampa cheese fruit? fries. Oh, oh Wampa fruit. <laughs> Wampa fruit would probably, be, would probably be healthier. So Chris? Josh, you want to... Do you want to send us off here so we can go eat some dinner? Yeah, I think this is uh this this will be it, and I'm actually gonna be playing this for a long time because I'm still working on eighty percent completion. I say that because I'm not going to get a hundred percent because of Cortex <laughs> Castle and the Space Puppy level, which took me a long time to beat too. <laughs> like I was on that level for like forty minutes, and yeah. So. 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, look forward to more good reviews as more good games come out. We're hoping to get a review code for Xbox Game Pass in the future as well. The so, whole the whole, the whole thing. Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a review episode. Um, did you want to shout Pass. out any links and stuff? Um, yeah, for stuff that you're playing or, or not stuff you're playing, stuff you're working on. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'm working on writing about some good stuff um at game rant i've got a piece coming out soon i just submitted it the other day it's uh basically good horror movies for people that want to watch good horror movies and not just popular horror movies and they're all available on streaming services <laughs> and they're good stuff chris do you have anything i, that you I only like? like i only what? like bad horror movies oh well then you can go watch yeah. um freddy versus jason i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> something like that i'll just i'll just keep watching my disney movies that's okay some Halloween Town, <laughs> some Hocus Pocus. Uh, <laughs> you have anything you want to plug, Chris? Uh, yeah, um, I have an article coming up on the game about PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale versus Super Smash Brothers, so you can check that out. Um, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It went longer than I thought with uh, the article, but they're okay with it, so that, which is cool. That's so uh, please read that when that comes <laughs> out. Um, you can also check out my stuff. On um yeah on the gamer and Tech Raptor um working on some stuff for both of them, and yeah, um you can check out Go Beyond on my Hero Academia podcast each and every uh Wednesday uh we talk about each and every episode uh in really fun detail and uh yeah you should check that out it's super fun and Vaughn's funny so there's that I don't know Vaughn, if I'm funny Vaughn is funny but he's definitely funny Chris you're funny Chris awesome. you're funny Thank Chris you. you're funny. <laughs> Joseph, do you have anything tasty you want us to eat soon? Mm. You definitely need to try a three-way from Skyline Stop Chili. it! No! <laughs> Stop it! I will not. I still need to contact them about sponsoring us. Um, <laughs> That'd be and, great. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter, at Joseph Yaden. You can find my work at a lot of places. Uh, Digital Trends, The Escapist, Game Skinny. I'm doing... I guess I'm doing a full walkthrough for Demon Souls for Games Radar. Fuck my life. Not fuck my yeah. life, but just that's a lot that's, of time. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of time. Oh, it's good to be busy, but it's busy. Oh, man. That's going to be a hell of a walkthrough. I'm glad I did a walkthrough for Dark Souls first a couple years ago to, to prepare for this, I guess. I knew that I was going to To prepare to, to so die. You guys can... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you guys can check that out as well. Um, other than that, thank you everybody for listening, and thank you Josh for hosting. Hey, yeah. thanks for being on the show, and thank you Activision <laughs> for um, always giving us review codes. We really appreciate it. You guys <laughs> could do, totally just ignore us, but instead you don't, and we love you. Nope. Yeah. So uh, that's been that, that's been our crash review. So uh, we appreciate everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Whoa. Booga booga. <laughs> <laughs>